0: Please be advised, this recording does contain mature subject matter. You may find some words, phrases, and inferences that may trigger you, so please be advised and be warned. Hello everybody and welcome to Dungeon Master Academy. today's episode, we're going to talk about a very challenging subject matter and that is how to get started with Dungeons and Dragons. What edition should I play? How do I find people to play with? How much money should I spend on it? What are the things I need to do? What kind of DM am I going to be? What kind of players should I look for? So these are those interesting things that will go through your head for a lot of new players and new DMs as well. The one thing I will tell you, there is a way to play this game without it costing you much money at all. Um, you can go to d d Beyond, get access to the basic rules and the ability to make four characters and access to the free dice set and you can register for free, doesn't cost you anything, and essentially you can get started um, from a DM perspective, right? Learning the basic rules, understanding the basic mechanics, and basically you can do all that for free. The challenge we have right now in our pandemic times of COVID-19 is do I play in person? Do I do it online? And both of these things can be very challenging right now. To play it online may assume that you already have a group of people that you have in mind. You may be friends or family and you'd like to try playing D&D online. Uh, You can use very affordable methods for that. You can use your phones, right? You can use conference calling on your phones and keep it super simple. Use theater of the mind. Help everybody learn the basic rules. uh, You can get started. You can also download dice rolling apps that are free. I could name a few, but there are so many of them in the Play Store and in the iTunes Store. Uh, Do a basic search and you can find them. Now, for beginners, this is actually a good idea for a couple reasons. One, if you decide you don't like it, you didn't spend any money on it. If you decide you love it, you can now begin to pick and choose the way you want to foster the particular game that you want to play. Whether it's older editions, newer editions, combination of the editions. And I will have later podcasts about edition comparisons, uh, You know the advantages of homebrew, and some of the key frameworks that 5e really brings to the table for what we call narrative DM. So, affordability is there. You You can do this either on a budget or nearly for free with a decent amount of creativity on your on your side. Here's the thing. The greatest challenge you have is, you know, determining if you want to be a DM or a player. If you're okay with both, We'll talk about that in a later podcast, you know, the challenges of trying to accomplish both versus one or the other. So for now, let's say you want to focus on being a DM and you've picked the affordable path towards access to the information and organizing your group. Once you do that, you then need to make a decision once you've consumed some of the information, consume the rules and begin to digest what you think? What kind of DM do you want to be? Now, in these times, being a digital DM seems almost mandatory. When things get back uh, to their usual processes of meeting at the table, you may be a mix of both. You may continue to be a digital DM. And when I say digital DM, obviously you host, uh, narrate, and you know play your game exclusively online. And there's a whole lot of tools out there for that. But today I want to concentrate on helping people understand that getting into the game is affordable, which we just covered, and understanding what kind of DM you want to be. And when I say what kind of DM you want to be, do you want to be narrative? Do you want to be a DM that focuses mostly on the mechanics and the rules? Do you want to be a DM that enjoys running just dungeons and being what we call a very delve-based DM? Or a mix of both. So, for starters, to be a narrative DM usually means your storytelling is your predominant method of DMing. It also presumes that you are encouraging your players to role play as well. Role playing being that they get super immersed in their characters, you provide them with a very immersive world, and you're off to the races. So, that's one type of DM. The more mechanical rules driven DM uh, tends to rely on modules, tends to rely on prefabricated content and helps guide a, a, a group of people through a process which will often be called either like on rails or book chapter driven content already built. And the expectation is you're pretty much going to lead them through that with the hopes, well, I don't want to say with the hope, with the anticipation that they're going to have a good time doing it. Now, that doesn't mean you don't get to still continue to need to understand, you know, the rules and perhaps being a DM that in the future, you'd like to run an open world campaign. You may decide that you start discovering that and you go from there. The other type of campaign or other type of game that you might want to consider running is what we call a Delve or Dungeon Delve game. A Dungeon Delve game is where you set up a series of dungeons You guide your players through these dungeons and you just basically follow the mechanics. No real story. No real campaign It's just a place you put people through often the best way for you to then determine what kind of dm you want to be once you know the rules once you have a team and once you have players that understand the rules as well you may want to consider one of my favorite options for starting at the table and we call that a one shot now with a one shot you can create a two to four hour adventure with prefabricated players or characters that your players use give them a very simple backstory about what they're about to accomplish, give them a goal, they go through some tasks. And this is really nice because it teaches you mechanics, it teaches you interaction, it teaches you narration, it teaches you you all of the things that D&D is capable of, but in little tiny chunks and little tiny pieces that then allow you to kind of Predetermine for yourself how you want to move forward as a DM. Um, the affordability factor. If I decide I want to play D&D, what's it going to cost me? Well, as we said, you can do it for free. It's a bare bones option. And then you, if you decide that you and your friends or you and your family or whoever is participating with your game like it, you can move on. And I'll be providing in the future some more in-depth understanding of what that could put you know possibly mean. Cost, where to go, stuff like that. The other thing, uh, obviously, what type of DM? Narrative, delve, one shot, all the different ways you can learn to be a DM. Learning to be a player, that could be a different scope entirely because you may determine that you enjoy being a player more than a DM. And I would say the earmark of a very good player is a player that can understand the difference between role-playing and worrying about whether or not they're going to be rules-driven or mechanic-driven players. Sometimes you'll hear a term like min-max, which is minimum versus maximum build of a character. A lot of times that can be viewed as a negative description or a negative type. For me, you know, playing D&D for 40 years, I, I enjoy that kind of challenge. I think that's fun as a DM or GM, whichever you prefer from the vernacular. Uh, But I think the single most important thing you need to understand as a player is your character, right? I mean, the best way to respect a DM or GM with a very entertaining session, know your character and know its capabilities. Now, if you're starting off as a character for the very first time, I always recommend the basic classes first. This introduces you to you know the the things you can do the modifiers the equipment the gold the way you interact with the world and it makes it a little bit easier for a newer gm or dm if that's who you're sitting at the table with you're essentially learning together and i think that makes it much more entertaining and much more fun now once you've decided you know dm player affordability You know, narrative, dungeon delving, one shot, right? You get all that organized and you're fortunate enough to have people available to you to then begin the experience of playing the game. I always like to recommend, but it's not always the case, that a beginning DM start with no more than between three and five players. This makes rule resolution a lot more manageable. It makes the challenge of learning the game a lot more manageable. And often it's hard to find a lot of players. So starting with a fewer number of players will essentially make it easy for a DM or GM. The, hard part, the hardest part about deciding you want to be a player is where do I find a, a DM or a GM, right? <laughs> so my final note for getting started with D&D, or well, only two, I'll give you two final points. One final point is don't get too down in the various editions available out there you'll even hear think you'll even hear people discuss GURPS Pathfinder and some of the others you know always read always determine what you want to play I think for uh, new players and new GMs DMs I really feel that 5th edition is perfect for a lot of different reasons um, but I won't go into, into too much deal, detail, I'd rather you discover this for yourself, and I'm going to save a lot of that dissection for later podcasts to help you kind of, you know, determine for yourself if that's, if that's the case. With that, I would, after recommending 5th edition, the challenge, your final challenge is getting a game together. If you're fortunate enough to have local friends and family and that's all you need to get started you solved your problem if not depending on where you live both nationally and internationally it could be a challenge to find enough people to play especially in these trying times i would recommend um, facebook Uh, facebook is a good place to look for um, people looking to play i know that there's many many groups out there that that do that Um, I also recommend going to D&D Beyond and going to the community section and see if you can find people there as well. Because the majority of your games right now are being run online, so wherever you have access to social media, by all means, give that a go. Even though there's a lot of physical restrictions, take a look at Meetup. There are a lot of Meetup groups that form and try to get together and play games. So feel free, you know, go there as well. Now in the near future I plan on posting the Discord um, server for general access to uh, the Dungeon Master Academy Discord and I plan on using that as a platform to help people uh, create their own games. So with that, take a look at d Beyond, take a look at the basic rules, get to learn the basics, the mechanics, determine if you prefer a GM, DM or do you want to be a player. Uh, you know take a look at the additions take a look at the you know uh, I know the affordable affordability aspect can be a little bit daunting but don't let that overwhelm you at first just dive in read the free stuff determine if you like it and then move on to the next step and in the near future I will start publishing podcasts that stop that talk about uh, you'll hear the term a lot, zero session or that pre-session or that pre-meetup you want to do before getting started with a campaign or a module or a one-shot or a dungeon delve, depending on you know, the route you want to go. So just some insights on getting started. Hope everyone's having a safe day and look forward to the next uh, podcast.